welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Good morning, and happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. You know, I have been, uh, for, the, for the entire time that I've been hanging out with all of you guys on Breakfast with Champions, my goal 
has the been, has been to bring you people you don't know. <laughs> my goal is to bring you content that you want to listen to, but my goal is to always also bring you a new guest that you may or may not know. And sometimes you actually do know them. They do have a huge social media presence. They may just may not just be playing on this platform. And sometimes they are they're doing other things with their business and they're not on they're not huge on social at all, but regardless they're 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 uh, they're rock stars in their own right. So today I have a very special guest, and we're going to talk about Pinterest because Pinterest is a search engine that allows you to be seen online, and you may not be using it, and you may want to think about using it. So I want to introduce my friend Rachel. She's the host of a podcast called "She's Making an Impact." Her podcast name is "She's Making an Impact." I love that. She's making an impact podcast. And she is a business and lead generation expert. And if you know me, then you know I'm into all things. How can I strategically improve my own lead generation? How can I help you do the same? She is helping purpose-driven entrepreneurs create more freedom, drive more traffic, more leads, and more sales, and specifically through Pinterest, through blogging, and passive income streams. So, I love Rachel's story and she can tell us about it, but she went from being on food stamps with negative $400 in her checking account to building a multiple six-figure business in the online space. Now she helps other people do the same with her own signature programs. So Rachel, are you here? Would you like to say hello? I'm here. How's it going? I'm good. It's so good to have you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. I love this topic because I, I know that my audience who's hanging out here with me today always knows that I'm trying to bring any, bring it all in terms of online strategy, lead generation. In fact, I do a lot of similar um, things that you do, not in the Pinterest space specifically. So I'm super intrigued to hear all of your strategies, but for me, it's all about, and everybody knows this, it's all about like, how can we build, first of all, how can we generate leads and how can we generate leads who are our people? I did yep. an entire podcast room, uh, or sorry, clubhouse room yesterday and recorded an entire podcast the day before on your ideal client or customer avatar. Like, how can you bring your people towards you so that you're not having to push, 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 push market? You're really pulling in your marketing strategy and those people get you. They want to hear from you. They're looking for you. And then eventually they resonate with you and they buy from you. So what would you have to say about that? I think when you can figure out how to do that, your business becomes so much easier and, and it's no, it's not like you're, it's, you're, it no longer feels like you're like pushing a rock up a mountain. It's like, oh, I get to stand up at this mountain. I get to help so many people actually come to me and we get to work together and create magic. So I love it. And what's really cool. I love about that is like, I, I always find the people who gravitate towards me are either like me or they are gonna be like me. They wanna be like me in a couple of years, meaning like they want to, to employ certain habits or strategies or whatever, they just haven't figured it out yet. But we tend to have similar personality traits, right? Like we yep. tend to enjoy the same things. And if I was to literally hang out in person with my audience, they would be, she would be the kind of person that I would wanna actually go on vacation with or go yes. out for coffee with or go out for a drink with or dinner with. So I love this kind of marketing. I really want to talk about it during the room today. If you guys have anything that you want to ask or you know you're going to want to ask, please be sure to blink your mic 
And just so I can take note as the room is going and also feel free to DM me on the back end on Instagram. I will say once again, my clubhouse uh, messages are not coming through. So you will have to click on my Instagram bio and DM me if you want to have a voice on stage or you want to ask a question or whatever you want to do. You want to add something to the story that we're going to talk about today. Rachel, I actually have a couple of specific questions for you. So yeah. um, first of all, just give us a little bit of your bio. Yeah, so I started off, um, I actually had my master's in social work uh, and I couldn't find a job even with that master's. Um, so we ended up really struggling um, and I was a part of a network marketing company at the time and I saw other people having success and I was like, they did it, I can do it too. Um, and so I learned how to do Facebook and Instagram and I was able to build a following of 75,000 followers on Facebook and Instagram. And back in the day, it used to be so easy to post and get like thousands of comments, it was awesome. Um, then they had a huge logarithm shift and everything I was doing just stopped working. And I was like, oh crap. Um, so I shifted over to Pinterest and I was creating content, putting it on Pinterest. And I didn't have this huge strategy or anything behind it, but I was like, let's just kind of see what happens. And before I knew it, I looked at my Google analytics and I had 34,000 people every month coming to my blog from Pinterest. And I was able to build my email list to over 20,000 subscribers for free. Um, and it has just been a wild ride of now teaching over 2,500 entrepreneurs how to actually use Pinterest in their business. Um, and it's crazy that it's been four years since I actually touched that blog and touched that Pinterest account. I've done nothing. I still have thousands of people coming to it every single month and actually just made a sale from it yesterday. I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh my God. That's so amazing. And I think that the thing that I want to point out here, like, I'm not sure if everybody got this point is that the algorithm always changes. And with the change of iOS last year, actually it's gonna be, we're moving up on a year right now in April, a lot of things have changed in our traditional, you know, online algorithms or online advertising spaces. And even myself who I lost, I'm not sure if you know my story, I lost all of my social media accounts in December. Oh. And I didn't know whether I was ever gonna get them back. And I had probably 250,000 followers between all of my platforms and had no idea if I was gonna ever get them back. And the point I'm trying to make, the reason I, I, I say this to you is because you may wanna think about diversifying. You have to, like you have to. I learned in that moment of like, you don't control social media at all. You're at the mercy of the platform. You have to have an email list and grow your business on something that you own and you control. And Pinterest and your blog can help you do that. So let's talk about where we want to go first, because we're talking about email list building, we're talking about blogs, we're talking about Pinterest. Like, how do we want to actually start rolling this conversation out? Oh, um, you tell me. I mean, we can talk about just like basics of Pinterest to get started. I mean, I think I'd love to do that. I'd also love to talk about like why Pinterest, because one of the things that's exceptional yeah. about Pinterest is that you actually do get to literally drive traffic to a list. So maybe we back up and we talk about list building for a second and why that's important. Yeah. Then we go back to the purpose of Pinterest and then we go back to the how. Yeah. So you have to have an email list because it's what you own and you control because you don't own social media. So you could have, you know, a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, your account could get hacked. Like you could get bans. There's so many, the logarithm could shift and you have no way of contacting those people. And so if you're trying to build your business on social media, it's like the sexy thing to do because you see all these big numbers and people can see it. Right. Um, but it could disappear in a second. It's like all of your hard work is gone. 
And so your email list is something that most people aren't talking about like, oh, I have so many people on my email list. So it's not like the shiny thing that people are talking about, but it's the most important asset that you have in your business. Because you could just send out an email right now, like we could become affiliates for each other, send out an email to our list and boom, make a couple extra thousand dollars based off of that asset that we own, which is pretty powerful. Um, so, you know, I used to give a statistic in this, in this room and also in my own rooms, uh, about the difference, the conversion rate between email and social media. And it's something startling. It's something like you have a 60% higher conversion rate when you add email into the mix. Yep. Absolutely. And you guys know that because when you're scrolling through on TikTok or you're scrolling through on Instagram or you're playing around on Facebook, whatever platforms you're on, typically you're there for entertainment. Yes. Sometimes I do go there to shop. Like I actually, my curling iron broke a couple days ago and I was super pissed and <laughs> it was my favorite curling iron. And so I started, you know, Googling curling irons. And of course I get served all the content and Instagram. Thank you, Instagram. I love you for doing that. And then I'm stopping and I'm literally trying to shop there. But, you know, most of the time we are there for entertainment and people most are people, not yeah. buying off the platform. No, they're there to be entertained or to connect with friends and family, which is like, that's a good segue to Pinterest because people are on Pinterest actually looking for something specific. And a lot of times they're using Pinterest early in the shopping process when they're open to new opportunities. So it's like a totally different mindset of why they're using the platform. They're there to actually kind of shop, you know, as opposed to entertainment. Why do you think people may not be using Pinterest right now? Do you think it's just, they don't know how it's been around forever? Say that again, you broke up. I was going to say, why do you think people are may not be using Pinterest yet? Do you think it's because they don't know how? I mean, it has been around a long time. In fact, it's been around longer than Instagram. I know. I think they don't know how, and they don't understand that it can be used for them. Because a lot of times they just think, oh, it's just for like crafting and mom projects and homeschooling or, you know, fashion. And they don't understand that it can be really powerful for their business when they use it in the right way. It was a little, it's a little trickier to create the content there, the sizing, the imaging, the correct link to send people to. It does take a little bit more time, but what I know about Pinterest is that one post goes a really long way. It's actually not that hard. So like if you're already creating content on a podcast, you can, or a YouTube video or Facebook or Instagram, you can repurpose it to put it on your blog and put it on Pinterest. And Canva makes it so easy to create the right dimensions for Pinterest posts for the pins. Um, so you can literally just go to Canva, hit that button, and then you can duplicate and create multiple pins. So it makes it really, really simple. Do you think it's as simple as like just quickly throwing up an Instagram story? Cause you got to do a little design work on the back end. I know that Canva is easy, but the point that I'm trying to make is I think that people, the reason that people are not getting on Pinterest, it might take an extra minute or two. <laughs> do you know what I'm it saying? It might, it might. But once you kind of get into the groove and you understand, Hey, I'm already creating content that I could repurpose and it'll last 1,600 times longer than the stuff you're putting on Facebook or Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. Like, That's the point of trying to make. One post goes a really long way. Yeah. Yes. One post goes a really long, your lifespan on Instagram of a story is 24 hours, unless you save it in the highlights and most people don't even go back to the highlights and your lifespan on um, like a Facebook post is usually about 48 hours if you're lucky and on a static feed post in your Instagram, it's probably anywhere from 24 to 72 hours max. Yeah. And I'm driving traffic from stuff I did five years ago. Like it's crazy. So share with us what you love most about like just kind of switching the topic a little bit before we dive a little bit more into maybe the how-to of Pinterest. Like what do you love about the platform and what do you love about the work that you're doing with people on the platform? 
I love it because I love automation and systems. I don't want to work that hard. Like I want to uh, have a great business, but also have a great life and have a great family and put my family first. And that looks like me working max 20 hours a week. And so I'm thinking always like, how can I simplify this? How can I systematize this? How can I do this in a way where it's not going to require a ton of my personal time and effort? And that's why I love Pinterest because you put it up and it lasts so long. So it does require a lot less effort and it's a way for you to automate everything that you're doing. And then it's the same thing with my, my clients. Like they go through my program and they're like, wow, it's been like two years since I posted this post and it's still driving traffic and I'm still making sales from it, which is like, that's really gratifying to see them being able to do the same thing and to being able to, you know, put their family first and do the things that they really want to do. I love that you're talking about time because I think that, you know, I had this conversation in a room the other day about how so many people want to, they want the strategies, like, tell me, you know, how big the Pinterest image has to be. What should I write on it? What should I link to? What should the blog say? What if, what, 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 but what they don't realize is that part of the success in your business is how you're actually expending your energy. Yeah. When you, when you, when you love your life and you're not scrambling because you have the time to do the things that you want, typically the content that you're creating is just even more stellar and the energy that you're putting out there, the vibe that you're putting out there, your brand, et cetera, is just drawing people to you in a different kind of way than when you're rushed, scattered, overwhelmed, and then just telling yourself stories that you don't have time to do anything and nothing's gonna work. So I do love the word automation that you just used in your yep. settings a second ago, because it really is important to figure out ways to strategize saving time. In fact, this is really relevant for me I'm, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm, I'm actually teaching a challenge this week and I'm running a challenge. Today's day two and it's called reclaim your time. <laughs> it's literally, I love it. yeah, it's literally about how to save time and how to be more productive and things like this, like automation. I'll be going through things like calendaring and automation and all of the things that you wouldn't expect. Like how, who knew that just by using faces about Pinterest over another platform, you're actually saving time because your posts last longer the because pinterest is a um search engine and people are ser literally searching things up they're going to find you five years later which is something that saves you time in the long run because you don't always have to create new things and we get okay. we get stuck in such a time warp of creating and recreating and regenerating and creating and recreating when really we could actually spend less time and get more done or spend less time and get better results. So if you guys are interested in popping into day two, um, I mean, I'm going to suggest that you eventually catch up on day one. I did it yesterday. It's just 45 minutes and it's in our pr private um, online community. It's really fun and easy to, to, to kind of catch up on. It's just the foundation. Um, Although I did give away a $2,500 course yesterday. <laughs> so actually, I haven't picked the winner yet. So you might want to go in and watch it. But if you want to catch up on day two, come on over to my Instagram. The link is in the bio. And you can also just DM me the word reclaim and we'll pop you in and we're going the rest of the week. And we're going to be talking about really high level strategies like this that will save you time. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, so why is it, um, I mean, we t I feel like I'm asking you a question. We kind of answered it a different way, but I did have some questions that I was like ready to go with you. Like why it's relevant as a business growth tool in 2022, like why should people spend their time here? Anything else besides the fact that it's a way to automate your posts, it's a way to get more traffic, it's a way to bring your client avatar to you, or, you know, there's also people that have just popped into the room that haven't heard what we've said before. So just feel free yeah. to Answer so think of it as a search engine and it's a visual search engine, right? 
And so I think that's what makes it so powerful. Think of it just like a visual Google. And so when you can really understand your ideal client and get inside their head and understand when they're on the platform, what are they searching for? That's when you have the opportunity to show up at the top of Pinterest and to literally attract your ideal client to you um, and to really add value to them. I mean, we've signed, you know, $10,000 clients that found us on Pinterest. So that's, is free too. So that's like zero marketing spend um, to, to get that, right? Um, so, and also Pinterest and Google works really well together. So when you're looking at Google images, a lot of times you'll see pins there. And so I think I hear a lot of times like, well, my ideal client's not on Pinterest. They probably are. Like I've even seen my husband on Pinterest and he's a dude from West Africa that didn't really grow up with the internet. Like I did. I'm like, he's on Pinterest. Like everyone is, um, visual search engine works really well with Google too. Should we do like, I mean, is there any way to do kind of like a little tutorial, like audibly about how you would actually think about your post, create it, get it out there, link it up? Yeah. So I'll actually talk about my Pinterest funnel. And so think of Pinterest as like top of funnel. You're driving, you're, you're getting people into your ecosystem from Pinterest and then you're driving traffic from Pinterest. So they're searching for something specific, right? They find your, your pin because you used keywords correctly on the platform. They click on your pin, which can then lead them to your blog post. And then in your blog post, you can reference a freebie, like a free gift that's gonna get, you're gonna get their name and email in exchange for that free gift that's related to the content that they were searching for on Pinterest. And that's where the magic happens because now you have a free lead that you get to work with. And so when they're on your email list, that's when you get to you know send them to your funnel if you have one um and get a new client so let's go through that one more time like really slow so everybody in the room who may not have heard it who's like wait a minute you're talking too fast i want to sit down I take notes. can i just get out my pattern you guys grab your phones if you want to take notes grab a piece of paper pen whatever you want to do let's just say that one more time so the first thing that you do okay so they're searching on pinterest you want to make right. sure that when you're uploading your content onto pinterest you are using keywords strategically. And so an example of this, instead of like, let's say I'm posting something in my, cause my, my previous business was in the fitness space. I wouldn't just use a keyword like fitness cause there's way too much competition. I wanna niche down and really get specific. So I'll use the term intermittent fasting for women. That's more niche down, more specific. So when someone searches on Pinterest, intermittent fasting for women, they're gonna see that pin at the top of Pinterest. They'll click on that pin and it'll lead them to my blog. And in that post, I'll be talking about intermittent fasting for women. And then I have a free gift that they'll get that's related to that blog post and related to the content on my blog. And they're going to enter their name and email, get that free gift. And then they're on my email list. And that's when I have the opportunity to put them through a funnel and get a new client. Awesome. I love it. So basically you guys, it's, it's, it's a similar type of opt-in that you might use anywhere else on any other platform, but, yeah. the, but the way that it lasts, the way that it sticks around the shelf life of the path of the post might last longer and people are searching it up. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
on that platform versus that's not why they typically go to other platforms like TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. It's usually not. So if I was to teach you an Instagram funnel, I'd probably teach you something very similar where there's a piece of content that you're posting that is some type of freebie. It could be actually that you're actually speaking on a, on a Facebook or an Instagram live or a TikTok live and you deliver something and tell them, hey, you know what, do you guys want my my um, habit hackers cheat sheet, whatever, you know, and then they go ahead and they opt in, they, they, they put their name and their email address in there. And then from there you send them the freebie. And then from there you've got their email so that you can continue to market to them around things that are in their scope of interest. But the difference here is that there, people are literally searching that up on Pinterest. Yep. So it, and, and it's free. <laughs> and it's big. free. Yeah. And I don't want people to think they have to like redo everything. So you can use the exact same freebie that you're using on Instagram. You can use a lot of the same content that you're already creating because everyone should be creating content. That's either like a podcast or YouTube, or you're creating content for Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and repurpose it to put it on Pinterest. So it's not like this whole other animal that you need to do. Like when you usually, when you have a podcast, it's like a whole beast that you have to take care of with this. You can literally take what you're already doing and just repurpose it. Um, which makes it so much, it makes it like a no brainer. Totally. So do you have to have a podcast or a blog if you are using Pinterest? That's probably going to be the next one. No. no. Well, I highly suggest that you have a website that you're sending people to instead of sending page, to right? At least a landing page. More than a landing page, because if you think about the psychology of the pinner, if you send them only to a freebie, the likelihood of them actually entering their name and email to a complete and total stranger is pretty low. If you do send them to a blog post, however, and you add value through that post, and then you have a link for them to get that freebie, it's much, much higher. And so I highly suggest you do have a website. It doesn't have to be the fanciest website on the planet. Like I was using my own that I created in a few days with Diddy theme um, for the longest time. And so it doesn't have to be fancy or anything. Um, but it's, again, it's something that you own and control. Like you don't own or control any other social media platform, but you own your email list and you own your website. And so you can take your podcast and transcribe it or a YouTube video and transcribe it and embed it into that blog post and then drive traffic from Pinterest to it. Totally. Do you guys have any questions so far before I keep asking some questions or inter interjecting myself? Does anybody on the stage have anything that they want to shout out, that they want to ask? Is anybody in the audience that wants to raise their hand? I just wanna give you guys a little opportunity here sort of midway through the room. We usually end about 8.53 mountain time, which is 9.53 central, 10.53 Eastern so that we can make sure that this becomes a podcast episode and it's recorded and we then move over to the social media room with Nate. Um, but does anybody, you guys want to blink your mic if you want to add something to the conversation? Tony? Hey, great Verizon. Um, I really like this and I'm thankful because I've been having a Pinterest for years, but that's the thing. I really, I didn't know how to really use it i mean i use it to search for things but i didn't really understand so this is so much clarity for me and i'll be able to you know implement some of the things that i've learned today so thank you awesome. yeah Happy i love the back. conversation too i love the I, i'm so grateful that you're here as well rachel thank you yeah love that 
Anybody else want to chime in, ask her a question before we keep going? If not, I will keep moving along. And let me ask you this, would you meet it down? So like I have a hair brand and a music brand, would I separate the two on Pinterest? I've done that for Instagram, so would I do that for Pinterest as well? You have a hair brand and what else? I'm a musical artist. Oh, yes, definitely. Those are two different niches, so you'd want two different accounts. Okay, great, thanks. No problem. Hi, Ellie, good morning. This is the MedSpot professor, Dr. Ginadu. Um, Thank you for bringing this topic on. I just got into Pinterest this year. I added it onto my social, you know, lineup. And what I've done is, you know, I've kind of been posting videos about my work and my training and things like that. So I really enjoyed the process of how, you know, I wasn't aware that Pinterest actually gets you that type of longevity in, you know, searchable um content so i really love the fact that it allows you to stay on there and people are able to keep searching and that content is there for a very long time for people to find unlike the other platforms that we work on so thanks for the share and i really appreciate the session my name is dr ginado and i'll yield my mic thank you thanks for coming up appreciate it good morning Haley. good morning rachel good morning breakfast with champions all you champions up here as well as down on the stage uh thank you so much rachel for that info Haley. i was just wondering if i know um the part where you talked about her you know pinning the link and then just kind of going forward from there uh, from before that would it be possible for rachel to just kind of summarize um what to do with pinterest as well as i don't know i'm so, sorry i was out of the room for a minute if she talked about monetizing on pinterest i have never really gone onto pinterest so totally clueless i appreciate the help any which way i uh, this is louise and i'm out yeah absolutely we can go there next so basically what we were talking about so far for those of you who are just coming into the room is we're talking about how to use pinterest for your business and we're talking about how to diversify your social media and Pinterest, I mean, a lot of people think of Pinterest as a social social media platform, but it's really more of a, um, what do you want to call it? A search engine because people are actually going there to look things up and to find ideas and shop. So what Rachel's been talking about, just to kind of sum up is what you would do is create a piece of content and that piece of content would be strategically um, linked up with specific keywords that people are searching for. And she mentioned as an example, like you don't want to get too broad like um, fitness or wellness. You'd wanna go really niche down to something like intermittent fasting, which is what people are looking up. And then when they look that up, they're linked to, the pin links to a blog post or a podcast episode. And in the podcast episode or the blog, or the blog post, you would then have what we call a CTA, which is a call to action for people that to then go to, which is some type of freebie that they can download. When they download that freebie, that piece of content, they are now giving you their email address. So now this is a strategic email list builder. You own the email addresses. You now own your digital database. And now you can mail to them, market to them, whatever you want to do. So that's kind of where we are so far, bringing you guys up to speed. And now what we're being asked is more specific questions about, like, I, I, I guess what I'm hearing is, is like, what specific kinds of content do best on Pinterest? How do I make this funnel really work? What sort of benchmarks should we, should we as business owners set for ourselves to know if Pinterest is working? Does that sound like a direction we want to go now, Rachel? Sure. Awesome. Um, Thank you so much. 
Hi, everyone. Can I ask one quick question, um, kind of to stay on the current topic? You mean before we move on to the strategy? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and then we'll move. Um, just a quick question. Um, how would you change this concept if you're selling product versus service? Um, if Because giving a freebie is, it works really well in terms of a digital service or... or um... It's the same, actually. It's going to be the same, except the freebie might be like free shipping or a discount code. I've had one of our students, she tripled her sales of physical products within 60 days by using the strategy. Oh, that makes sense. Free shipping makes sense. Okay, great. Thank you. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and um, keep moving. Let's talk cool. about, yeah. I'm sorry. I have a question. You be related to the first yeah. question? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's an it's another it's another it's another question not related to the first one. Okay. Um, this question is: Is there a way to find out what other um, similar businesses are using for like their hashtags? So when you go to Pinterest, if you just go to Pinterest, you can actually start searching in the search bar of like what you think those businesses are using in terms of keywords. Um, mm -hmm. You could search for the business itself if they're using that in their profile. Um, it doesn't have necessarily like the tracking or analytics that, you know, like when you're on Facebook, you can see what other ads people are running like on Facebook, which is kind of crazy. So you don't get to see that kind of data, but you can kind of snoop around by searching those keywords and see what they're doing there. Oh, I found it. Okay, because kind of like on TikTok when someone makes a video and I see like, you know, FYP, like that used to be the hashtag to get you on the FY on the for you page. Rachel, I have one more quick question. If okay. you got a second, um, I got I got all of it. Thank you so much. After the last part, when you talked about a call to action, what was the next last part that you mentioned? Thank you so much. So the call to action would be for them to get on your email list. And then once they're on your email list, you could send them to an example, like a webinar funnel. So let's say you have an automated webinar that you want to send them to. Um, you could send them any, any form of sales mechanism that you want to do once gotcha. they're on your list, you know? Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate you. No problem. All right, so why don't we go? Um, why don't we go back to just sort of like brain dumping down into like a strategic um, way that this can happen? Like all the well, I mean, I'm sure that you've got way more that you're teaching in your course, <laughs> but as much as we can do it in like 20 minutes or or less yeah. um, for for breaking down some strategy so that you guys can then uh, either figure out if there's like an extension question you want to ask on that, or if the, or maybe we don't have questions because we're going through the strategy ourselves. So we were talking about like what kind of content works. We're talking about literally, we're literally talking about how to get buyers is basically the mm -hmm. end result. And there might be certain types of content. There might be certain, we can talk again about keywords. We can talk about the funnel again, the strategy and um, anything that you want to add that's going to give our, our, our people here in the room <clears throat> something that they can walk away with. And then obviously they can come look you up if they want to go deeper. Yeah, so how-to posts and list posts work really well on Pinterest. Um, I want you to think, like, really understand your ideal client and get in the head of your ideal client and think, okay, this is my person that I'm trying to reach specifically. Because we don't want to try to reach everybody. 
because then we end up reaching nobody. So we need to think really specifically, who is this person? What are they struggling with? And then when they're on Pinterest, when they're on the platform, what are they searching for? So it may, you have to be really strategic with this, okay? You gotta go do it with a plan. So you gotta think, okay, when they're on Pinterest, what are they searching for? And you wanna create content based off of that, based off of what they're searching for. And you can actually go to Pinterest What's a topic that you want to talk about, Haley? Let's actually do some research and we can do this together. Sorry, say that one more time. I didn't hear that last sentence. Like what's a topic that you want to talk about? So maybe like with your challenge with time management, if we go to Pinterest and we start yeah, searching. Yeah, so for me, like people are looking up like ways to save time or how to find more time or productivity hacks or calendar hacks or how to be more efficient or... Okay. Uh, you know, how to stop being overwhelmed with their time or stop procrastinating. Like those are all the types of reasons that people would show up for my challenge that started yesterday. Got it. Okay. So uh, when you go to Pinterest, you start typing in the search bar and it's going to start to autofill for you. So I started typing in time management and then what popped up after that was time management strategies. And then what popped up after that, these are our long tail keywords or more specific search terms that we wanna use. So it popped up after that was time management strategies, business, time management strategies, goal setting, time management strategies, simple. So if I do time management strategies, business, that is essentially the longest keyword that we can do because it, it reaches the end of Pinterest, nothing else starts to pop up. And so if I wanted to create content, to bring that that kind of person that's searching for that into my business, I might do something around how to create effective time management strategies for my business. So it might be like five ways to achieve, like let's say five time management strategies to implement in your business today would be an example of a blog post or a podcast episode that I might create and then put that on Pinterest. How are we so far? Good. Yeah, okay. no, that's so, keep going. Yeah. So I want you to think like you can, one of the most important first steps that you can do is do this keyword research. And so go to Pinterest and start typing in some phrases that you think your ideal client might be searching for. And then you'll start to see Pinterest starts to autofill and just maybe you have a Google doc open or a word document and just take those long tail keywords, copy and paste them into your Google doc. And that way you are, you'll have right away, like four or five, 10 different blog post ideas that you could create. And then obviously I'm all about repurposing. So you could take this, turn it, like it could be a podcast or it could be a YouTube video. And then you just take it, repurpose it, put it on Pinterest using this long tail keyword. And so where do we use this long tail keyword? Everywhere essentially. And so when we upload the pin to Pinterest, we're gonna create what's called a pin description. And so this is what your potential ideal client would be reading. And also it's what Pinterest is getting data from to see how relevant that pin will be for that person. And so you want to make sure that pin description is something that is gonna grab that person's attention and they're gonna want to, to learn more and Pinterest will see the long tail keyword in it. So you're not just keyword stuffing, you're weaving it in strategically so that your person reads it and they're like, ooh, this is awesome, I wanna learn more, so I'm gonna click on it. And Pinterest is like, okay, this is about time minute strategies for business. We're going to make sure we show this in Pinterest. Okay. So the pin description itself is very, very important in terms of where you're putting those long tail keywords. Okay. The other important spot that you want to make sure you put your long tail keyword is actually the board titles 
and the board descriptions. And so when you're creating your profile, you have the opportunity to create different boards. And this is another place for you to be strategic. You don't want to just create a board of things I love. If you're going to be teaching time, man time management strategies for business, maybe one of your boards is titled time man management strategies for business. And then when you upload that pin, you're putting that long tail keyword in the pin description, and then you're going to upload it to that board labeled time management strategies for business. So you're telling Pinterest in two different ways what that pin is about. So when someone searches time management strategies for business, the likelihood of that pin showing up at the top is going to be much higher. Got it? Yep. Okay. You guys want to make sure I'm not losing you. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and see if we've got any questions so far on this topic, not running all over the place. We will definitely leave some time at the end for specific things related to you guys and your business. But based on what was said so far, like creating the pin, pinning it to a board, creating the strategic keywords, doing keyword research. Are there any questions so far? Or is there anything I missed when I just summarized that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sorry. This is Louise again. Um, when you said creating the pin to a board, you're creating the pin where Rachel is it just a gem, you know, you know, you create it and then you post it onto Pinterest. Thanks. Yes. So you can create it in Canva and then upload it to Pinterest. Ah, gotcha. Thank you so much. <laughs> yep. Yep. I have a question. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so that's one of the things I struggle with my my Pinterest description. Um, are you saying that we can just more so like randomize it with um, like keywords, maybe separated by commas and stuff, or should it be like an actual sentence structured description? An actual sentence structured description that uses the long tail keyword. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Okay, you want to keep going, Rachel? Sure. Um, so let's talk about the pin and creating it in Canva. Because um, the most, the two most important things are going to be the pin description and then the pin itself. And so if you go to Pinterest, some homework for you is to actually go on the platform on your phone and start scrolling and just see what grabs your attention and see what kind of pin actually gets you to stop your scroll. And that's the kind of content that you wanna be creating. You wanna create some kind of pin that's gonna get people to stop their scroll. So what kind of pin works really well on the platform? It needs to have big, bold text, okay? Big, bold text. You don't wanna have the pin have like a ton of text or scrolly font. You wanna have some kind of text on there that's big and bold, okay? Um, it, not too much, like where it just grabs their attention. The pin itself is going to be the right dimension for Pinterest, which I don't even know, like the, the length or anything. I just click Canva, the, the Pinterest image. So keep things simple. Just click the Pinterest image on Canva. Um, and then it's on brand. So you're using your brand colors, your brand fonts, your logo. So you start to really create that brand recognition on Pinterest. And then you have some kind of like bold color in there. So for us, we use that bold red, that's part of our branding. So I want you to think, all right, I'm on Pinterest. I wanna create something that's gonna get them to stop their scroll. So that's for a static pin. Um, you can do other things in Canva, which is really fun. You can create an animated pin, which is, it's just where the, the text is gonna move a little bit. And when you're on Canva, all you do is click animate 
it like it canva makes it really really simple really like i, I promise you if i can do this you can do this because when i first started i had to use pick monkey i don't know if anyone's been doing this long enough where you had to use pick monkey um that was like a hot mess i have canva. been using this long enough where i use pick monkey <laughs> oh my god like, this is yes so i did compared to that like so easy oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it literally, if I can do this, anyone can do this, I swear, because I'm not like great with graphics or anything like that. Um, so you can do the animated pins in Canva. Again, very simple. You just click the animate button and all of a sudden your pin starts to move. And what does that do? It's going to grab their attention a little bit more because when they're scrolling in their feed and it's a feed of static pins, they start to see one that moves. They're going to be like, ooh, what's this one? It's going to grab their eye. The other thing that you can do is a video pin. And again, in Canva, they have video pin templates that you can use, or you can use your own video. And the thing with Pinterest, as with any platform, is you just wanna test things and see what starts to work for your account. It's hard to give just a blanket, like everyone should do a video pin, a static pin, and an animated pin per day. Cause you wanna see what's gonna actually resonate with your audience. And so just start testing. Maybe you create one blog post and for that one blog post, you create a static pin, an animated pin, a video pin. And you can even like play around and test different headlines for that pin or a different like maybe color combination. So in the beginning, especially I was testing out like, okay, does it work really well when I have a bright red background and I use my, my red color as the background or does it work better when I use that red as the font color? Um, so literally just play around and test and just keep an eye on your analytics and say, all right, which kind of pin is performing better? Maybe I just need to create more of that. And then with Canva, once you start to see what's really working, you can just hit duplicate. And then for every new piece of content that you're creating, you'll just change the text that's on that pin. Basically, that's what we do. Like we're, we keep things so simple. We just change the headline, duplicate, change the headline, um, and then just keep playing around and have fun. Like don't don't make it a stressful thing of, oh my gosh, I have to succeed on Pinterest right this second. Just test, have fun with it. Cause I think it is a really fun platform um, and start to see what starts to work with your account. I have a question for you. Um, so I think that when a lot of people think about Pinterest, they think about the whole strategy being like a part-time job, literally. Like anytime no. we go into a new strategy, and this is what I've heard from other people, I have to post multiple times a day. I have to be um, creating content all day. I need to be interacting with other people's accounts. I need to be pinning on other people's boards. I need to hire a part-time person to literally help me with this specific strategy. And I don't want to imply that you can just post and ghost because I don't think that that's the way it is on any platform. I do think that you really do need to interact with, at least like on platforms like TikTok and Instagram, you need to be interacting with your followers. If you are in communities and building groups on Facebook, like you need to be interacting with your community. Can we talk about like what kind of interaction you have to do or you should recommend it that you do after you come up with your strategy? So your strategy is who's your ideal avatar? What are they looking for? What kind of piece of content will solve their problem? Create it in Canva, bring them to a blog post, bring them to a podcast episode, bring them to a CTA where they actually get a freebie. Now they're on your list. You can market to them. But like when you are pinning, when you are creating that content and pinning it onto your boards and you're, you've created the boards, you created the keywords, you've created the titles, like we've gone through all of that already. How much time a day do you think that somebody needs to spend on Pinterest and how many times a day do they need to be popping stuff up there and how much time a day should they spend interacting with other account followers? 
if I said zero, <laughs> would you believe me? Like, I don't want you being on Pinterest every day. That's the thing. Um, I want you to be really smart with your time. And so that looks like you could be using Tailwind, which is a Pinterest scheduling tool. And you could either batch once a week or once a month. And you have all of your content scheduled to go out on Pinterest. And then honestly, I don't really go into the platform that much besides that. Um, I'm like, how could you keep this as simple as streamlined as possible? I don't want to be uploading a pin manually every day. That sounds painful. Um, so if you get things scheduled to Tailwind, that's going to make your life so much easier. So basically you're saying like you can create, like if you're already putting up some type of piece of content, like say I'm going ahead and I'm going to be talking about my reclaim your time challenge, you know, in multiple different platforms, I could take one podcast episode that I've recorded or one blog post that I've recorded. And then I could go ahead and create a couple of different pins that went to yep. that episode Yes, and schedule them out. And how, so how often a week would you suggest doing that? So Pinterest likes fresh content and they don't want you necessarily posting the same piece of content over and over again. If you are creating it, so it looks different. So it's like one static pin, one animated pin, one video pin, and then you're using different headlines. I don't see a problem with you doing maybe like two to three a week. Different people are going to tell you different things. Um, but like, I think if you're creating other content that you're putting on the platform and it's not only about the challenge. Um, so maybe you do like one about the challenge and then you have like the next 10 posts about other blog posts that you've already done and you're just repurposing that. And then the next one about the challenge, I think you could easily do a couple in a week as long as it's different. Yeah. So that's what I'm basically saying is like, how many times yeah. a week do you need to be in there? Like two to three times a week. Like when I'm in my Instagram right now, I might have, that's even if I have seven posts a week, I'm only probably posting about the challenge week of probably twice. And in my right. stories, I would say, since I love to do a lot of stories, I'm probably doing maybe 30% of my stories. If I did 10 stories a day, maybe three are referencing, you know, how to get your time back, how to be more productive, come on and join us with this is day two, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, it, it's probably the same at any platform. You don't just, it's, it's like that. Everybody used to call it like a jab, jab, punch, right? Or jab, 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 hook. Yeah. Right, right, right. Jab, jab, crazy. hook. Where you like, <laughs> you post other things, you entertain, but you're not mm -hmm. always like just selling something to somebody, but you're to answer the question. It was, no, you can just get on there two to three times a week, give good content that people are referring to. And then it can be productivity hacks, time hacks, whatever, but maybe one of them, I'm not even thinking about referencing the challenge. I was thinking about how great it could be for a list build for next time you want to do a challenge. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next time you do it, you already have all these people that are fresh on your list that are like, heck yeah, I want to take this challenge with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you want to add since we're here and we've got about, I don't know, three, four minutes left? Um, I think one of the big things is don't expect to have a thousand people on your email list tomorrow. When you do this, it is more of a long-term strategy. However, we've had some of our clients triple their sales in 60 days. So I would say like 60 to 90 days is a really good benchmark to see, Hey, are things working? If not, do I need to switch it up? Um, so have a little patience with it and just be consistent as with any platform. Consistency is going to be key to build that know, like, and trust factor with your audience and have fun, have fun with it. It's a really fun platform. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun Hey, platform. Haley, Credit Ninja, question. can I chime in for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've, good morning, we've got about good morning. a minute left credit before we yeah, have to no get- Yeah, no problem, I'm very quick. 
Rachel, real quick, I went to your uh, uh, Instagram and website and I noticed that you don't have a webinar going on right now. Do you have a course or do you have high level one-on-one -on -one advisory uh, available? And if so, how do people get a hold of you? Because I've never been on Pinterest, but I have a lot of clients who are interested in expanding their social media reach. So I'd like to refer your clients. So how do, do people get that one-on-one -on -one or a course, mm -hmm. like an online that they could do on their own without waiting for that webinar? Yeah, so if you just go to my website, rachelmgong.com, you'll see all the options there. And I am actually hosting a webinar this afternoon if you wanted to jump on. Um, it's just freepinclass.com forward slash live. Could you repeat? Yes. <laughs> freepinclass.com forward slash live. Do you have that? Can you just post that in your bio right here, Rachel, so people can see it? They can click on your face and take a screenshot of it? Sure. All right, so you guys, she's gonna go ahead and edit her bio. She's sitting right below me in the room. So Brilliant. no, she's not anymore. She's like diagonal. She's right next to Credit Ninja. But go ahead and click on her. She's wearing a red scarf in the room and she's gonna edit her bio right now. You can click over on Instagram. Do you hear, it's, it, there it is, freepinterestclass.com. Is that it? Um, that's the evergreen one. So the live one, I'll put the link. It's just freepinclass.com forward slash live. Um, all right, so you guys go ahead and make sure that you, I love how you've got, your followers are all like twos right now. I'm just very into ones and twos. I just noticed and, that. And what time, <laughs> what time is that webinar today? Uh, two o'clock Eastern. Got it. Sorry, Rachel, two quick questions. I don't we, see we, any we actually don't. We don't have time for the questions anymore. We have to end the room within the next 30 seconds because we have to take people over to the, the link that's ahead of us or we lose this entire recording for the podcast. So if you guys have any questions for Rachel, will you please send her a DM on Instagram? Will you please go over to the link that she's putting in her bio? Click the link above if you want to come over to the social media room, which we're going to lead to right now. And if you want to drop into the challenge, which is my thing that I'm doing this week, I started yesterday. It's a five-day challenge on reclaiming your time, finding more time in your day, being more productive, getting more automated so that you can have the life like Rachel's describing where you're working 20 hours a week and you're getting traffic to your business. People are buying from you and you're not scrambling and feeling overwhelmed and you can have it all. I had somebody ask me yesterday, can, I, I don't know what to give up. Should I give up sleeping at night, giving my kids a bedtime routine or exercise? And I was like, nothing, 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 nothing. You don't have to give up any of that. We get to do it all. And that's what I'm teaching you guys inside of my challenge. So that's in my bio. If you want to click my face, it's also in the link in my Instagram bio. You can also DM me the word reclaim on Instagram. I'm heading over to there to start that in an hour. Rachel's got her masterclass in, in, a, in a few hours this afternoon. Lots of great things, depending on what you're interested in to follow. And we're going to go ahead and say goodbye for now. Thank you, Rachel. It's been amazing to have you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.